0: On this segment, I am joined by Shari Paul, who is a Trinbegonian writer. Mm. And yeah, you'll hear more about her in this segment. So stay tuned. Hello, would you like to introduce yourself before we begin?
1: Hi, I am Shari Paul. I am 34 years old, a writer from Trinidad and Tobago. Um, I have so far four short stories published. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epic of Sakina, um, Afterlife, uh, No Late for School, and Stretch. Mm-hmm. And they can be found at Fire, Lit- Literary Magazine, The Dark Magazine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and um, also at Podcasts. Epic of Sakina has been republished in pubcastle
0: Pub uh, We'll get into those Later um, So when I was on your blog, yeah. I found that you have an impressive biography um, um, <laughs> Because You did uh, a BA in literature in English English right so tell yeah. me was that something that you are uh, generally wanted to study
1: Originally, I wanted to study archaeology,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is going to sound weird <laughs> because I used to read a lot of like history mm-hmm. and magazines like um, National Geographic mm-hmm. when I was younger.
2: Yeah. And
1: I had decided yeah. I'd be an archaeologist. I even applied to a few colleges. Oh, wow. And then, well, of course, um, that wasn't it, Was it was CAPE by then. Mm-hmm. So I did CAPE and got into UE. Mm -hmm. and decided to do literature's in English because I was like, okay, I'm going to be a writer so Mm -hmm. I should do literature's in English (laughs) and that's how I ended up doing the um, bachelor's in literature in English it wasn't bad (laughs) it wasn't bad, I think Um, certainly learned a lot of literary criticism also also read a lot of books because it was like five books per course per semester five
0: books per course,
1: wow, okay yeah, so you, yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> and what did I, exactly did you learn from that? Because I wanted to do um, the literatures and um, in English in U E, and they had like um, the course guideline had they were they teaching African literature, Spanish literature, all these different yeah. types of literature. Did you learn that or?
1: Yeah, because well, as part of the whole degree, you would do different literatures because it's literatures in English, so you'd be doing different. So it would be, um, I did African literature, mm-hmm. of course, English, so Shakespeare, all of that. Mm-hmm. I did uh, Indian literature in English, because mm-hmm. uh, that was a summer course, I think. Mm-hmm. I did, um, did I do Spanish? I don't think so, I do Spanish. Um, so those were all part of the degree, mm-hmm. and well poetry, so that you would learn to critique mm-hmm. um, other writers' works in, English literature, and um, it was really interesting because you had you got to see that for the most part, um, most of what we studied originally, they were responding to colonialism, so it'd be mm-hmm. post-colonial. Mm-hmm. But then you would also see um, where they were moving away from the post-colonial period. So you would see modern literature. Um, I did, I think we did American literature at one point. So you had to see uh, the Harlem and. What well, how do I describe this? <laughs> you got to see how uh, American literature evolved.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We did, um, it was well, yeah, it was interesting to see how um, all these different types of literatures in English
2: mm-hmm.
1: are mm-hmm. and what the focus of the writers would be depending on the society they're in, uh, like, Western in literature, of course, mm-hmm. post colonial, and then we would go into. Modern where okay, we're moving away from the colonial period to mm-hmm. creating our own leadership and to the contemporary period Well, we didn't do very many <laughs> contemporary period but mm-hmm. you got to see where the writers were trying to create this uh, well, body of literature for The Caribbean people, mm-hmm. Western people
0: Interesting
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it was I mean it sound boring, okay. but it was
0: no, uh, But our uh, what um what does like African literature and Indian literature um, entail? Like is it like um, writers, like famous writers back in um, those times or?
1: Yeah, we would have um like, okay, so Chinua Achebe, we had... Yeah, I
0: know that. I've heard um, that
1: right, so we would study mostly the classics of mm-hmm. African literature, the classic writers. Mm-hmm and um classics of Indian literature.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I'm struggling to remember names because <laughs> it was like some years ago now. But um so we would follow these writers and look at um how because in most part like African literature, mm-hmm. some of it would be post colonial, but they would also be critiquing the society itself. So you would have like um the society post colonial period. Or you would have writers trying to capture the people and the environment that they're in. You know, so it's not just uh, like um, something like the palm wine drinker, which we had to do. That was, um, that was kind of like a, a folk tale style story from remembering correctly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And with Indian literature, I know we did, oh, did I do What the Body Remembers? I believe we had to do that. That was um, looking at Indian women Mm -hmm. in India. Um, I think that one was set around the time of partition. And then we had another one, which was a little more, a little, but it was a different direction. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) just the other day, I'm remembering the, um, I remembered (laughs) the author's name just the other day. This is very terrible of me to forget author names. but this was a little, what I'm remembering right now is the story. <laughs> um, the son wanted to create books.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my goodness, this is a classic <laughs> writer. I should remember his name. Um, and the different, well, how are the different from, uh, Cari- were you asking like, how was it different from Caribbean literature
0: no like, uh, what does it like entail like what
1: right mm-hmm. right right so it's really from what i could see from the both sides of literature is mm-hmm. some of them of course would well they're covering various topics Because some of them would look at um as i said the post colonial period or some of them would be a critique mm-hmm. of leaders it would be a critique of war mm-hmm. um or some of them would focus on women's um rights or they would look at oh, we did, um, Brick lane. We'd look at the experience of Indian migrants in England. Mm-hmm. So you, you get to see the different, the various topics that they would focus on mm-hmm. and, um, teams that I could pull from that. Oh, Lord.
0: <laughs>
1: no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you uh, certainly the, the more common teams, Women's issues, yeah. um, political issues, social issues. That's just the broader themes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And you read the individual books themselves, and mm-hmm. you get the um, you you get well, <laughs> the author's worldview or the stories, mm-hmm. what the, the environment that they're trying to portray. It's really,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I keep saying it's interesting, but it is yeah, it <laughs> it really
0: been, is yeah. interesting. I just wanted to know what what it had, what it contains in it, because I remember um like i mean in terms of the course itself like if they study what like what um they give these students to uh study you know
1: yeah yeah oh well in both cases yeah you would get um they would cover a range a time period so you would get even um say a time period because they would try to give you like different eras so you would get to see how, maybe, how the writers in the environment, how, how did it evolve? Because, of course, for some, originally, you're trying to, some would be focusing on capturing um, the past, even as, you know, critiquing the past or capturing the past. So some would be critiquing the current politicians. Or some would be looking at mm-hmm. um, fam- family issues or individual um, issues,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: transformation of the society moving into the diaspora. Mm-hmm.
0: As you, you know, say, so, um, that they critique, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, what does that into you?
1: Oh well, um. But, but like the critiquing, like the new writer or the um, or okay. the student, the student having to examine these books and pull out the themes and yeah, the yeah, yeah,
0: like annotation. Um. But well, that's different.
1: Oh, that's different, yeah. Because an adaptation would be like if we were trying to create another version of it. But the um mm-hmm. for the student, really, what you're doing is you're looking at the major themes.
2: Mm-hmm. You're analyzing
1: that <laughs> in an essay, so you have to come up with a topic. They will give you topics, of course, and you are going through. You would be um based off of the themes or the motifs or whatever it is in the um the book. You have to write a sometimes. Well, no, it would go up. Person per year,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so you would end up by your third year doing like a, a six thousand word essay oh, <laughs> on a particular topic mm-hmm. or particular team, and then when you get to the masters level, you also have another six thousand word essay. But by that time, you should be you should be you should be fixed. I know certainly by the end of my um of my uh. uh um being a programmer i was tired of writing essays because you'd have to write what two essays per semester Mm -hmm. and some of the one of those essays you may have to write an exam set settings you would have to come in and just remember everything you read so then you have to get you would have to in addition to the main text so like something like um uh what's so even like something like simple, like say, uh, if we we did, um, for American Literature, I think we did one of Hemingway's books. Um, and then you would have to then read, <laughs> you know, at least about four or five critics. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, depending on the level of essay, you would have to have more than that. So you would have like a set bibliography, sometimes the lecturer would tell you, all right, you need to have 15 critics. And you would have to, well, you don't have to read the whole book. and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you pull out whatever is relevant to whatever you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And um, so you have your critics, and you have the main text, and you have to write this whole essay, and you have to remember some of what you read to write this in the exam, because of course, mm-hmm. you can't take the books in with you. <sighs> it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it is, It is. this is, this is how you develop your literary training, your understanding of literature.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I see that you have a creative, you went, you, you got awarded for a creative writing prize in fiction at your university. Yeah. Um, tell me what was its name? Do you have it published or?
1: No, no, no. It was like a simple, I think we were doing if um we, it was for a course. We did a creative writing. There was one creative writing course. Mm-hmm. Um, taught by Mel Hutch
2: mm-hmm. at
1: the time and we had um to just write like little shorts she would give us writing exercises in the class mm-hmm. and I think I can't even remember some of the things in the group <laughs> because we would have to write a little exercise we would do little exercises in the course and I think yeah I don't want to say that we had to write a short story to the end of the class because I, I really memory is very bad. However, <laughs> when we are graduating, you know, we called, there was a little pre ceremony before the graduation and they called up and said, Hey, okay, so you got this prize for creative writing. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, okay, this is surprising, but it came out of that class that we were doing where we'd have to do these little writing exercises and then we have this. Um, Short story, mm-hmm. but I didn't many any footage with it. Couldn't <laughs> um, <laughs> find it. Couldn't <laughs> find it right now, unfortunately.
0: So you were telling me that you were so tired of writing these essays, um, but you went to continue to pursue a master in fine arts. Um yeah. Can you tell me, um, how did you like, like was it more tedious than the BA or? Mm-hmm. Have you finished it or are you still doing it?
1: Wasn't, no, I'm still doing it. Okay, okay. It's, 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 I'm still doing it. I'm supposed to be finishing it. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fingers crossed that it should be over soon because I already submitted. Um, mm-hmm. But with this, it wasn't tedious. Uh, no. I, because when I started the program, I had a different lecture and there was a slightly different format from now. I'm not entirely clear on what the format is now, but I think they do more workshops (laughs) than we did originally. So we had literary criticism built into into it, so they were Mm -hmm. also giving us further literary criticism. Um, Because in a way, you could have also added uh, certain courses Mm -hmm. and then you would end up with a master's. In English literature or you could go on to get the PhD just based off of the way that the course was originally structured mm-hmm. so you would have to so again we had to learn literary um, we were doing some literary criticism and then you were also doing we did cultural studies mm-hmm. which at first we complained <laughs> the class complained about it but it I found it was a little beneficial to me because I realized in the course of doing it that there were certain things that I had not really learned in the bachelor level especially when it came to things like doing research for for fiction and stuff i think the 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 cultural aspect of it will (laughs) like it went because we did those courses it was like okay all right when you're writing a story especially if you're writing speculative fiction and you have all of these different (laughs) worlds that you're creating and you might them in real cultures so or you're making up your own culture it was interesting to learn um you know just the, the structures of cultural studies just the elements of cultural studies that you could apply to your writing
0: mm-hmm.
1: it wasn't it wasn't um, really
0: that's what you did with Sakina. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, that was a story
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll, get, we'll get more into that um yeah but um i'm coming down into your writing as a writer Mm -hmm. um what teams does your writing surround? also too you write mostly fiction right Mm -hmm. yeah okay awesome yeah well
1: yeah Mm -hmm. because i i read mostly fiction so i write mostly fiction and i like speculative fiction so science fiction fantasy Mm -hmm. um and uh lost my train sorry um what was your first part again Um,
0: what teams does your writing
1: surround right mm-hmm. uh teams kind of evolve because mm-hmm. even as like a, a university even when i was doing my bachelors i was not very good at having the, the team immediately so it would develop during the course of writing something so i would be like some writers they have their plan ahead and they know what they're going to write on they know the specific team and the specific topic and i might just have like an idea of something, like, okay, I like this setting, and or oh, I like this character, and I want to try to explore a story with this kind of thing in it. And then I would just develop. So, like, um, <sighs> I think for Sakina in particular, it was like, I was looking at colonialism. Mm-hmm. But that was answering a top, that was in itself um, answering a team, because the team mm-hmm. that I submitted under was the historical blackness, which is, mm-hmm. you know, we're looking at black people you know, in a in an alternate history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we know what the history of the world is with black people. Mm-hmm. How about we, you know, how does this look different? And my approach to that was, alright, so I have the team already. But I also like to have like, um, <laughs> as a broader team, I would think like, uh, rebellion. I am mm-hmm. very interested in in characters who are standing up to oppressive systems or structures i like characters who well i mostly have female characters Mm -hmm. though not always so so i would have like the as cliche as it's the strong female heroine um i like uh well yeah it it develops i also i think all of them really is some form of rebellion Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I think of this other story, um, no late for school, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you're standing up to an oppressive system, mm-hmm. but then um, the story itself, that the thing that I had, the idea that I had in mind was, um, there's this idea people have of <laughs> natural hair.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they don't like when it's uh, called uh, 4C, they don't like that texture of hair because it's hard and, you know, all oh, the children, will be late for school because your parents have to comb it to me that's like this story is in a way an answer to that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: ideology it's like hey no (laughs) you're wrong for thinking that (laughs) like you know learn to comb the child hair and (laughs) stop complaining (laughs) so that's kind of like yeah i have the teams evolve depending on this story idea that i have in mind
0: Mm -hmm. yeah also well since you are like well writing short stories for now and i know you have yeah. your novel coming up um but however i was talking to uh uh well you know natalie uh miss sweet hand <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <That's his tiny laughs> short stories are hard for her to write um, well, they are too. <laughs> um, but yeah. there is there is a there is a significant difference between that and a novel um but what yeah. i want to ask you in terms of the endings for short story for short stories do you think is like is left with a cliffhanger or just like an abrupt ending or I mean it it depends on the writing style of writing you know but sometimes you know it's like that is like the like I think endings for um, for short stories they have a a ending that links with either the Uh, title or the beginning of the short story itself so I want to know um How, like, I mean, is it like a craft you have to uh, maintain when in in terms of short stories?
1: Yeah, you have to, uh, short stories are like, (laughs) like, okay, so a short story, you're focusing on a particular subject or theme, you know, Mm -hmm. your plot is only going to be focused on this one thing, and a novel has so many different elements, some plots, characters that you have to keep track of, so you really have to practice at it Mm -hmm. to get, you know... To, to get, especially with the ending, to, to mm-hmm. if you want to keep the story Alive. Um, if you wanna clo- yeah, if you want to close it off or if you want to give it if you want to give it a more open ending it really depends on the story itself as well mm-hmm. so <laughs> sometimes the abrupt ending is appropriate like you know you just stop mid-sentence because, well not maybe mid-sentence but mid-scene because this is how the story is supposed to end mm-hmm. and then sometimes um, you need to give it a well sometimes you need, you the story itself mm-hmm. it, this is the end of the scene this is the end of the subject that you're focusing on mm-hmm. and you know um to me it depends on the story itself
0: because mm-hmm. you know like um for c they would give you like a letter i mean here a letter a sentence that you must end with a sentence so i mean oh, yeah. could it be yeah. possible for some writers too that they could um use yeah, that. You fit that ending yeah but sometimes that begins with a story well and they're using that at the end of the story you know because they have it all figured out
1: yeah well i mean from my experience to dealing with these things it's like okay you know yet you have to end with this mm-hmm. so you're really just extrapolating from there it's like okay i know this is the end of the sentence this is the end of this story mm-hmm. and there's so many different ways that i can walk towards this particular ending
2: mm-hmm.
1: It, it, it depends on, well, yeah, again, it depends on the story, it depends on what that sentence contains. You know, if you end a story with something like, um, well, no. <laughs> if you end it with a, a cliffhanger or not, because you could do anything with that sentence. As long as you know this is the last sentence, you could do anything with that sentence. Really. Mm-hmm. The story before it is could be anything.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well you're a writer also too are you like an avid reader um like do you used to like read as a child often or i
1: read what yeah mm-hmm. i used to i um when i was really young because i used to read all the storybooks that i could get mm-hmm. and then my mother um enrolled me in the library
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i was reading <laughs> through all the books in the library section the kids mm-hmm. section and then i ended up crossing over the into the adult section because I've finished everything in the kids section I used to you used to be these little books for what like five dollars
2: mm-hmm.
1: would be abridged versions of classics so things like David Copperfield, Copperfield yeah David Copperfield um a tale of two cities Classic. uh Moby Dick all of those things they would have these little abridged book abridged versions for five dollars and mm-hmm. I would read those the penguin Classics. And then, yeah, and then I would, um, the school library, of course, mm-hmm. we would have books. <laughs> I started reading Harry Potter because of that, mm-hmm. um, well, in the school library, not because of that. I got Harry Potter, the first book somewhere else first. And what and book then... is... okay, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm just going through the whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to read a lot, basically. Oh, yeah.
0: That's good. Um, but what book yeah. that you, um, do you have a particular book? by chance that you hold close to your heart or that you really like its story theme or or that you just felt like you connected with not really
1: i used to like i think because i used to read so many books Mm -hmm. like i was so used to reading all of these books I would go through the stories and I would enjoy the story and then I would put the book down and then I would get another book and I would read through it and I enjoy the story. So it kind of, it changes depending on uh, what the book I read, the last book I read. Well, I shouldn't say the last book I read. It changes.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, because there was a time that I was obsessed with Harry Potter mm-hmm. but then before that I was obsessed with like Agatha Christie and before that I was obsessed with Bobsy Twins, just going backwards, Mm -hmm. you know, coming forward now, I would read, um, writers, speculative fiction, I read, uh, N.K. Jemison's books, I read, um, Victoria Schwab's books, Mm -hmm. I would read Neil Gaiman's books, and Karen Lord, (laughs) well, I should say Dr. Karen Lord, Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, who else have I read so far? Like you know, all of these books, <laughs> you read one, and there's one that you really, really like. Like, um, um what's the first one that I liked? Like Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Originally, I had really enjoyed a Nancy Boys mm-hmm. because, to be honest, because I had most of the writers I had read prior to that were mostly like uh, white European mm-hmm. or American. I never there were there were few books that I read that were by Western Indian writers at first. So when I saw Nancy Boys, I was like, Hey <laughs> you know, what is this doing here? Somebody wrote about a Nancy. Okay, cool. Well, apart from the folk tales you would have gotten in storybooks. Story it's like, hey, like a whole novel about a Nancy Boys. All right, cool. Picked this up, read it, that was good. And then I read all of his books, <laughs> you know. And then I got into um there was Harry Potter of course and then um i got when i was doing the university courses i did um nalo Hopkinson books i read Skinfolk, the, the short story collection and that was really good because i liked how she took the she took you know skin mm-hmm. skin different versions of skin so you would have um an exo suit or you would have the Sukoya. <laughs> very interesting short story collection and then uh karen lord's um which is the first one i read uh um the best of all possible worlds and that was like a whole oh i love this because here you have a romance <laughs> adventure type story science fiction setting very enjoyable to just you know so as i'm going through the whole Every time I, I find a new writer, it's like, ah, good. <laughs> I like all these books by this person. I like all these books. So I, I have a favorite among them. Mm-hmm. But to like, it, it evolves. It really does evolve. Yeah. In terms of mm-hmm. um
0: yeah. So going back into the writing aspect, yeah. in terms of like, for you, because since you're a reader as well, do you think that there's a common mistake that writers make? And what is it?
1: Common mistake? Ah. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I'm qualified <laughs> to say really that there's a common mistake. Um, it depends really on what the writer was, what the book is about, what the story mm-hmm. is about, what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, you're trying to tell a story
2: mm-hmm.
1: about another culture and you don't do enough research or mm-hmm. you didn't get anybody to read it or you did get them to read it and then you just didn't take that information mm-hmm. then yeah, you know, and you just wrote whatever you want based off of stereotypes. That's that's bad. (laughs) Let's not do that. You know, I think that for me, that's like, that would be, it it really depends on the the book or the, 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 right, what the book is about or what the writer is trying to do.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm jumping back into your style, to your writing. Um, Do you have a specific style of writing and what is it? oh are you still searching for it or trying different I'm, types i think uh,
1: i think i'm still searching for it i'm okay yeah i'm not sure that i have that yet because mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. i have written a lot i only have four things published but i've written so many <laughs> so i think mm-hmm. i'm still developing that
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah because i mean i just write stories but i i have it's, it's uncompleted and i feel like okay maybe i need to like have a completed work out there. I had one before, it was on the yeah. iPad, it was called The Railway, but I don't know, I just didn't like, it. I didn't like it. I don't know. Ah. Somebody said, t- somebody was like, oh, um, they commented and it's like, oh, is this your story? And I'm like,
1: what? I love comments. <laughs> the comments are the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some, some, sometimes when you get good ones. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I could, I could relate to that not, like you know, you, you write something and
0: you're not happy with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the common something.
1: thing with all writers. <laughs> yes, Especially yes. When I, they
0: publish things too, like I see some um people like poets when they publish some things, they don't they like they either cringe or they just don't like it. They regret it. Cause I remember yeah, I was true. so desperate to get something printed on a piece of paper, and when I got it, it had mistakes in it. Oh, gosh, yes. And I think that that was before I think I was improving, so,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, these things will happen because, I mean, they are fully published books, like, you know, they went through all these different eyes, and then you're sitting here reading them, and Mm -hmm. it's like, wait a minute, that's a typo, what word is this? So, you know that they write to themselves, because now we have social media, Uh and people will tag you. It's like, hey, on this page, this is the wrong way. A good
0: example (laughs) of that would be Twilight you yeah, because yeah. I'm like, I went through the publishing process and that had like so much typos, yeah, yeah. So oh. you could
1: see, <laughs> oh, Twilight, that was the time. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Um, as you said, you are a fiction writer, right? But in yeah. terms of writing, um, are you interested in, in dabbling in any sort of writing like um, punk fiction? Is it punk
1: fiction? Um, pulp fiction. Yeah, well, pulp fiction. I, I, I think I know where you're getting at Pulp steam Fiction back, um, <laughs> I, I like um Mystery Fiction mm-hmm. Which you can probably get some Pulp Fiction out of that Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, I'm trying to remember genres here But yeah I like Mystery Fiction I would love to write Mystery Fiction I have one short story I wrote mm-hmm. But I need to revise it because <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you know It's a mystery story and if if you plot holes i you know plot holes in a mystery story are bad <laughs> it's, it's, i mean the joy of it the fun of it is you know the write the reader going along and trying to solve it with you but i mean if they could figure out very quickly because i made a mistake that's not good <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah I, I like mystery fiction i want to try writing some of that i i used to dislike literary fiction straightforward literary fiction where you would have um you know, you're just exploring different themes. So mm-hmm. you, you would look at a, a dysfunctional family mm-hmm. or an, ambi- an ambitious politician. Mm-hmm. But then I think, well, maybe I could write some literary fiction. I could explore it because you never know. Maybe I could, <laughs> I never know what I could find, what I might want mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. But now, the, the primary focus really is on speculative. So like, um, well, science fiction and fantasy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because I was, I think yesterday it was, I was reading some book, and you know, some people write um, in prose in terms of stories. There's this book called yeah. Citizen, I think American Lyric, and I was so confused about the book, but it's a popular book. But I didn't, I didn't read it out, but they were yeah. writing in prose, and you know, yeah. prose is like, I don't know how to describe it, but they have, this, like, they use different, like, um, descriptive words, a lot of, like, words that you wouldn't normally see. Right. That use. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think it has like sometimes it, it looks like it has a double space. You know? Uh, but it's being a square format. Like this box format thing. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th-
1: this is uh, a poem. A long poem? No. No. Oh, no, no. It, um,
0: uh, like, no, I say it like, um, you know th- about the poet X? Yeah I, think I, yeah, I think I I think that, that yeah. is an example of a prose fiction. So uh, Right,
1: right, right. Yeah.
0: Because you know it have poetry and your prose fiction, like the, well, yeah, you know, well, I don't know if those are different, but Well, yeah,
1: poetry. poetry would be of course, you know, your rhyming couplets and your um stanzas and all of these other things. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so much wait, me and poetry are not friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then prose fiction would basically be the body of work that um <laughs> yeah. mostly what
0: what i was studying what i was what i'm writing is right, you know right, right. Um, yeah yeah so also the formatting is yeah 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 it's an nice form. interesting yeah. formatting yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah um but um as you highlighted that you can you have work that you have out but you have like some published work a few published work but um how did you decide it on publishing it in the fire magazine and the dark magazine like how did you, um, oh. found about those sites?
1: And is well, that online? Well, and
0: it is a, is it, a, um, I believe it is an online magazine that publishes monthly, yeah. right? But, um, but I also saw that you got paid, you get paid for your work and well, yeah.
1: Well, uh, um, prior to publishing anything, I was like reading on, well, I was reading up like, you know, different websites for writing advice. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, because I, I knew that I couldn't, at the time, I didn't have a novel, so I couldn't mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm going to go through the process of trying to get a novel published, but I could do short stories. Mm-hmm. And at the time, so I was reading up writing advice, and one of the advices, one of the advice that you got was like, um, if you're a newer writer, mm-hmm. you're just starting out. It's a good idea to try for, well in general you should try sending out your book, but you could send it, especially like to newer magazines. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was just basically, oh, and just like people would send out, um, submission calls. So various literary magazines online, um, and some of them still publish like physical copies. They would send out a call, so they would have teams and you would have to respond to the team. The first one that I actually looked at um, was for this Rosarium Publishing. I'm not saying that correctly, probably. Um, And they had asked for something on mermaids. And I was like, oh, cool, I could do mermaids. (laughs) That didn't work out. But um, at the same time, on Twitter, there was a post for the launch of Fire Literary Magazine. They were going to, it was inspired, and I want to be correct here, by. uh, 1920s period I think um, uh, original, another magazine that published black writers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the American writers in the earlier part of the 20th century so mm-hmm. they decided that they're going to launch this magazine and they're going to focus primarily on writers well they're going to focus on writers of African descent
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like well I'm of African descent <laughs> and they're t- accepting submissions from all over the world So let me just see what they have and if I could submit something. And Mm -hmm. at the time, right, so they had, well, the team, A Historical Blackness was the team. Mm -hmm. So I was, okay, I could do this. sat down, did some research on, I can't even remember what I was specifically thinking about at the time. But I think I had been reading something and they were talking about, um, the the kings the ancient kings of west africa mm-hmm. and they said that there was this one who had managed he had like given up the throne to go to to go to the new world because mm-hmm. fishermen had told him that there were there was this land on the other side of the ocean so he decided to do that and that was when i was like hey okay i have an idea so i wrote a story it was stressful it took probably like two or three days and i submitted to them and then i think it was some other thing that i did at the time the um, Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Commonwealth. Short I story. In, I think in the podcast, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, all of these things, like, you know, there, there was some calling out for submissions. Mm-hmm. And I submitted, mm-hmm. and they accepted, and I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I didn't... But the, the, basic of, the basics of the process was, you know, um, if you don't have anything,
2: mm-hmm.
1: there are magazines that have... Um, They have teams that they would, they would have called for submissions and they would have teams and you could write something based on the team and submit it. And if you get, if they accept it, well, you will be paid, Mm -hmm. which is the best part. (laughs) You will be paid um, depending on whatever their budget is. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of, especially American magazines, Mm -hmm. um, as far as I know, they're based, their pricing is based on the science fiction writers of America. Well, this is just the science fiction, fantasy magazines. So their prices are based off of their recommended pricing. So you would, it's usually only a few cents a word.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But of course, depending on how long the story is, those words add up.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> so okay. you
1: get paid, yeah, they will add up. You could get even like a few hundred dollars. And mm-hmm. um, if you, you know, you make whatever, well, you can use PayPal. Mm-hmm. Or whatever other arrangements that whatever form that they have to pay, mm-hmm. and they paid for are sure. So usually you get a, a, a contract as well. The contract mm-hmm. would be for about six months mm-hmm. for them to publish your story. So they would have the exclusive right to publish your story for about six months or a year,
2: mm-hmm.
1: depending. Um, if they have a physical copy, they would probably they could um, republish it in their physical magazine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And you'd also be, they would also inform you, like, you know, okay, we're going to republish it here. Or in the case of Afterlife, um, The Dark has, uh, I believe, an Italian version called, well, I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I would be bad. (laughs) It would not be accurate. But they have an Italian um, version, and they translated that story Mm -hmm. into Italian, published it. So I, I, I actually have a story translated into Italian, thank This <laughs> is surprising and amazing. Um, So yeah, and most of these things, because they would also, because of all this reading up I was doing online, strongly advise you, hey, listen, you are writing these stories. Your labor is worth money. We're not doing, you know, exposure is not paying bills. <laughs> so when you go to publish your stories, you know, you read up and see, Always make sure, be clear on how much they're paying. How much they're paying or what they're or if they're paying you for the story. And, you know, is it worth it <laughs> for you to try? Because <laughs> wish would pay of course.
0: That's an important thing um, yeah. for any particular artist, you know, because you have to know your work because you're putting out the amount of time and yeah, the sort of art that you, it, the content of the art, you know? Yeah, yeah, you
1: you don't want to be... Because, I mean, the, t- even to today, there are a lot of... Because you, I think, I think even, um, I don't know about today, but, you know, there are also writers and critics who I follow online, mm-hmm. on Twitter, okay. and um, other social media, and they would talk about, they would advise you. There's a website, I think, called Writer Beware, which would advise mm-hmm. you about, okay, there are some people who, they have... <laughs> they want your work, but they don't want to pay you for it.
2: Yeah.
1: So they're advising you, they're like, okay, listen, you need to be aware of these people. Or they're going to put you in a contract where you're not going to benefit out of it. So they get the rights to your work and you have nothing. And at least with a lot of these, so far, the ones that I've dealt with, you know, they publish your story, they keep the rights for like six months to a year. If they would like to, you know, publish it again or something, somebody will contact you. And if not, the rights revert to you and you can. Resell the story mm-hmm. <laughs> because *Epic the Sakhina*, of course, was originally published in the dark, and then it was. They had there was a call for submissions from Podcastle, and they said that reprints we were so welcome. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me see if I could, if they would be interested in the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And of course, again, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they they're taking your work. They're paying you for your work. Mm-hmm. It's a, I think a mutually beneficial relationship like that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to you're in a situation where somebody's just taking your labor and they're going about their business and mm-hmm. telling you, okay, you know they're paying you in exposure mm-hmm. because again, mm-hmm. exposure is not paying your bills. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so you don't have any cons to that. Um. In to ter- this. In, in well, terms of re- uh, being with the publishing magazine. Well, no, because uh, well. well
1: or so th- in terms of any particular.
0: In terms of any particular
1: uh terms of publishing in a magazine in publishing in a magazine um i think what cons would there be that there, there are not very many cons the only con i guess is that because unfortunately some of these magazines are very small budgets mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the pay is Mm -hmm. I mean I'm not complaining (laughs) I'm not complaining so please continue to buy my stories people but (laughs) you know the fair is what it is Mm
2: -hmm. you know if
1: they can have bigger budgets even you know the writers will talk about it the magazines will talk about it they wish that they could pay their writers more but this is the situation that we're in like um I I don't think really there are any constant because Mm -hmm. the good thing to me is i get to write a story and i get to share it with people mm-hmm. and i will sometimes see you know the responses that people have like mm-hmm. you know people be very yeah. excited about a particular story it's very nice yes. <laughs> yes. they yes. feel that okay yes. you know hey cool yes. i wrote something you somebody likes <laughs> it yeah
0: if that, i think that's what writers like to hear they like to hear um interaction more than empty uh um like well what do you call it i was saying like like for me, I just write, I just post my writings, and I always telling yes. um Natalie, um, engagement and interactions. Well, interactions itself yes. is better when, um, for me rather than empty follows because last year I was like I realizing that people were just only following my page and they wasn't really interacting with what I was posting, and I got yes. so sort of demotivated for that because I wanted people to see me, yes. you know. Yeah. But
2: also too. Yes.
0: Also too I, I just be watching people can I just be commenting and when I was starting up too there's a person who was like, you know how people be like, Oh, you're just liking my content because uh you uh what' what's I call Chaser or something like that? Someone uh, there was actually that's... a particular writer that told me that on they, they are quite popular now. Huh? <laughs>
1: what's that? Oh my- Goodness, a cloud chaser that's so weird because i mean social media is about I giving know, likes I mean, so you don't yeah, like
0: yeah, that i'm liking yeah, your work yeah, <laughs> the, the, the thing about this too i don't know about those things because i live in a Caribbean you know
1: yeah you know it's like we don't care that much yeah. <laughs> i mean we do someone but
0: uh, like yeah, why but would i, I be chasing that? That this person that this it was that was me <laughs> but yeah. you know what whatever but i mean it, i mean in terms of writing, people would tell you all kind of different things. In terms of critique too as well, you know? Yeah. Because I was always I'm scared if like somebody either take my work because I was afraid to post what I, um, what I really yeah. want to write. But um, I just keep it because I want to compile a book and then well, um, i afraid that somebody would like write something horrible. Because I think it had like one or two people and I had to block you know so it just makes me anxious you know oh well that that is uh i don't know i say i don't know if you had that on your
1: end well not really i was i think i'm really kind of (laughs) lucky that when i was writing like um especially when i was writing fan fiction (laughs) i i don't know when i started writing fan fiction people for the most part you're writing fan Post anything bad, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> under, unless you do something that either they don't like you or they don't like something in the story itself. Because mm-hmm. I used to see people would be complaining about people even bad reviews, or they would post up something like "Don't flame the story." And then the the contrast where okay, when you go, especially if you're doing, um, you go to do liter- not literature in English. Sorry, if you go to do the mass, the MFA,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you have to do workshops. Mm -hmm. and workshops (laughs) workshops is where you have to get a thick skin Mm -hmm. because well it helps you build that i don't know if anybody it helps you build Mm -hmm. because you're gonna your work is going to be Mm -hmm. not really torn apart but they are going to take it apart to help you be better
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but there's a difference between somebody critiquing you in a workshop and somebody critiquing you on like Outside of that space, because I mean, in a in a workshop, everybody's a writer. All of we are all writers in your workshop, and we're sitting here and we're exchanging stories and we're reading them and we're pointing out, okay, maybe you didn't do this well, or maybe you didn't do this well, and this is to help you be a better writer. When it's outside of that, it's a little harder because, I mean, there's some people they're doing this in bad faith for whatever reason they don't like the writer or they don't like the story and they're gonna give you a bad review and i mean sometimes they can also point out something that you don't notice mm-hmm. or you didn't realize like um some books i remember reading a novel a young adult novel. i, I kind of had noticed something that was i i felt like something about this story just isn't working for me. <laughs> like I read it and I had enjoyed it at first, well, kind of enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then another reviewer, cause mm-hmm. I was on Goodreads and this reviewer just basically went in and said, this is kind of, you know, this is cause it was a story featuring Asian characters, Japanese. Mm-hmm. And this person just basically broke down these little elements of this story that was actually kind of (laughs) racist to Japanese people. So like you could, you know, the the review on the outside can sometimes give you information as like, okay, all right, this person, you know, the story might seem good, but he has some problems (laughs) that they don't, either they don't know about or maybe they're just ignoring. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a a double-edged sword. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Some writers say that, you know, I'm not reading reviews and I understand because the mm-hmm. reviews are for the reader it's not for the writer <laughs> for the most part
0: mm-hmm. um yeah because i think also to like um well for people who want to get into the book as well the story yeah because i just read them i just just read the blobs because because sometimes because you know books are expensive so i just read it yeah.
2: you know just
0: be aware of it because sometimes some of the reviews that people write are very like it's very even though it's like this one big paragraph it's it yeah. has everything almost everything in it that they contain so much you know
2: yeah yeah
0: so yeah, i want to um <laughs> talk about now your sakina story is it is your first novelette according to you on your blog yeah and i was i was reading it when i was um doing these guide questions as i was telling you about um, yeah you're um, telling me that the research was foreign to you. And you told me that you did it in a way of um historical African fiction or something?
1: Historic um anti blackness, because that was yeah. the no a historical blackness. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am saying anti blackness. What I saying? <laughs> <laughs> ahistorical <laughs> blackness, that was the team that was um provided by fire.
0: Uh-huh. And when I read it I thought I wasn't a dystopian, like um a dystopian world because you know building worlds inside of as i was telling you building worlds inside of like um cultures and for you as a writer is different even though like you know um because it kind of like gives you that aspect of realism in that way you know (coughs) not in the sense of the um your world building but the cultures itself
1: Oh, in, uh, um, that's a little...
0: yeah. Because, you, well, like, you know, in terms of, like, um, like you know, as people say, in terms of real life issues, how right. writers, they say that, um, you know, when they write dystopian societies, you see certain things play out into the real world.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. like, like, so, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, some of this, of course, they're basing it on the real world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you take your inspiration from the real world to give you mm-hmm. what... Mm-hmm. This this movie and you just take it to the extreme.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so. um, like I want to talk about the research part of your um of your story. I don't know if that is the only story that you um that you had like to do any tedious sort of research or. Uh, well, it
1: it certainly was the one where I had to do the most mm-hmm. <laughs> because well. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I had to do the work. That's not true. I, I'm doing a, a writing a novel right now. That's like, a... <laughs> but yeah, um, it took a lot of research because previously when you're writing like stuff like fan fiction, it's easy. If you need to find something, you just go up on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're writing, cause okay, so this is ancient Mali. I know nothing about this West African kingdom. When you're doing, mm-hmm. um, what CXC history they give you like a basic all right this is where the people the enslaved people came from mm-hmm. and these are the cultures this is this but they don't give you details mm-hmm. so now I have to go and now I have to go into researching because I didn't do West African history either which was a bad idea <laughs> so I went in I had mm-hmm. to now go and do the research that I probably would have had <laughs> beforehand you have to find out okay now I have to know okay who are the ancient Mali What was their society like? It turned out that originally they had converted to um, Islam. Mm -hmm. um, And then you had to, okay, so they were an empire. So then they had expanded out into West Africa. And you have to know, okay, who were the kings at the time? What what time period did they reign? How long did this empire last? Well, I didn't really need to know how long it lasted because we're going to remove it from there. But then what did they call themselves? Um because in uh, uh, the <laughs> oh, I'm going to mispronounce this again, the Neonai. um this is the Empire this is what they call themselves um they had you know these are the kings this is the story of their kings I when I read the um, story of the king um son it reminded me. It reminded me a lot of the Lion King because mm-hmm. I think he was called the Lion King at some point. Um, so you had to get all of these little details. I even had to find out. Um, I think there was a t- well that I should have known that from before because the empire was um, had converted to Islam. I mm-hmm. needed to know what the Islamic calendar was mm-hmm. at the time period in which the story. What date it was in the Islamic calendar mm-hmm. at the time that the story was set mm-hmm. and then what are the names of individuals like uh, you know what 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 was the naming style and then what is the titles that you give to people so you have to get into some very detailed research <laughs> mm-hmm. and in, i mean prior to this um because i had just you know reading around on the internet you would hear about writers they would compile lists like there was one famous one where to help you with your world building if you're creating something like a, a high fantasy, a high fantasy is like a completely invented world. So you, the namings are different. The languages are different. The people are different. Somebody had created a list where a list of questions you would have to ask. yourself. like you should ask yourself as you're building the story and they would go really detailed into it. And then I realized I doing this, that I don't need this list as the way it is, like you don't need that before. As you're writing the story, you could like, maybe if you want to know certain things, you could um, research in detail. Mm -hmm. And especially because this was a kind of historical fantasy kind of story, Mm -hmm. then yes, I needed to know certain things Mm -hmm. that would be historically accurate, but I didn't need everything to be historically accurate because again, we are breaking with history. We have the king leaving West Africa and establishing an empire uh, another branch of the empire in the Caribbean so you when you do something like that you know yes you want historical accuracy but you also want to leave a little wiggle room <laughs> yeah. so yeah, the research the research was a lot
0: mm-hmm. Also,
1: <laughs> you yes. decide what to keep and what to get rid of um,
0: so I also read as I tell you I was going to stretch <laughs> I thought I was yeah. being spooked out because it is a horror genre I, I, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like horror I, I don't like things that are spooky because <laughs> uh, I remember when I was reading Nansuji when I was small I used to be spook I think it was the bungalow mystery I was spook out for that <laughs> but um I did, I did um read Stretch, and I didn't find it was like I thought I would have been as I said I thought it would have been spook but it was a nice thing the ending was uh, surprising uh, yeah but i was so confused i feel like i need to read it back over um but yeah i think those are the only two (laughs) um things that i get in two things that i've read so i I still have more to read from you so um so because i was like i know you have a fish story no (laughs) Um, i know you have the main and have the one on wattpad i was reading the blue for it Uh, That one, uh, that one looks interesting because it has like a kind of back and kind of story to it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But um, that was bad. the first that on what that I think I was asking before that um, if yeah. you had um, posted before all your different sort of um published writings.
1: Um, I had some like I wrote short stories. I wrote um. But uh, mostly what originally what I wrote was fan fiction, so it post that wherever fan fiction okay. website, and then like
0: I didn't actually check the account, I just because oh. uh, I went and I'm going back to do something else, and I completely forget about it. And the, the window was still on, and I'm oh, gosh. I was like, Yeah, so um, but yeah, um, but you don't use Wattpad, no, you, just, you uh-huh. just leave it
1: up there. Yeah, not really, because Wattpad was like, I had this, okay, I'm not writing enough, so I need to do, I need to do something to write more, Mm -hmm. because I mean, they will advise you to write every day, you know, all the writers will say, you should write every day, and then Mm -hmm. some writers will say, no, you don't have to write every day, you could write when you need to write, Mm -hmm. so, um, the Wattpad stories was like, okay, I have not written anything in a very long time, it's very frustrating because I feel like I don't, I can't remember how to write anymore. Let me try to do some stories here. Yeah. And I had planned out a whole list of prompts mm-hmm. and then I stopped. Yeah.
0: I mean, we, I mean, we are in a pandemic, as you said. Yes, yes. Oh. It's,
1: it's stressful. Yeah.
0: I know. Take some time. Sometimes,
1: right? Yeah. It's, sometimes you just don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. You know, or something will happen, and you are you're sitting there for a moment, thinking like, "Oh my goodness, this this pandemic is the worst." Mm-hmm. So it, it it affects you in ways, even if you're not directly affected, like yes. you, you didn't oh get COVID, but yeah. you you're affected by it. Yes. And it was like sometimes you just only have the energy to just okay, I'll just sit down and I'll read a book or I'll watch a a, a show. Mm-hmm. You don't have the Get <laughs> I mean, you occupy yourself with different things.
0: You know. Yeah. Um, so what I want to ask you about is networking with other writers. Um, yes. Yeah. As a very uh, um something that is important in terms of building connections with people in within yeah. the writing community. Have you um are you one of those persons who um, builds connections with people, or you just stay in your
1: I think I, I, I mostly stay in my spot. I, I, I say that. I mean, you naturally make friends along mm-hmm. the way because yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. you're all writers and you're interacting with other writers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be as simple as, like, you know, you you, um, you follow, you read a story and you follow the writer and you start talking, you know, and it's like that. I, it, to me, I, I just... <laughs> and I, I have always been a person who tend to be kind of quiet by myself. So, you know, you just kinda of naturally make friends. You don't mm-hmm. want to and of course you don't want to be one of those people who only make friends <laughs> with the intention mm-hmm. of getting something out oh, of it. Good. Which you is
0: know?
1: just you know it's so awful. Like, let's not yeah. do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Especially when people accuse you of that. That is as the same thing I was telling you about the person. Yeah. You
2: know. Yeah
0: that oh, I don't even do that because even to like even when i started this podcast majority of the people i either know or yeah. um probably like three three persons that i've asked for, probably okay. four that i asked who are willingly um who who are willing to come you know and said yes you know, because, yeah. but I mean, that's just probably how Caribbean people are too. Yeah, well, we tend to be friendly. Yeah, it is very different, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I,
1: I just I, I can't, yeah. making friends with somebody just to use them, that's so wrong. It's <laughs> like, yeah. you, you naturally make friends, because mm-hmm. I mean, I like your work, yeah. you like my work, we talk, or it yeah. doesn't even have to be work-related. Yeah. It could be like, you like the same thing, like, yeah. you like music, or you like movies. But you will so, eventually... You know.
0: John, so what is there and yeah, and the thing about it too is being having that ego um, kind of thing Because I remember I was reading uh, no I was watching a, uh, a Podcast a local podcast and they, they were people who work in the industry and I think her name is Tony Yellow or something. She was in Baselry Okay, she was talking about if you have an ego you have to get rid of that because somebody will come down and knock down your walls because of that. which
1: You'll yeah. always have somebody who's like, a, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, please, please, you know, know your place. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and as we talk about in our, uh, with writing that, you know, we, um, we take a little bit of a backseat, but also, yeah. um, in terms of crafting that body of work that we are making um down and below. do you believe that it takes time to have a finished body of work and um you know because writers i mean they know their strengths and their weaknesses and of course they want to have a little um perfectionism and have something decent well,
1: yeah, it will take some time and patience because mm-hmm. <laughs> to build up a body of work. <laughs> I, you know, I thought at first that it's like, okay, cool, I want to write novels and I'm only going to write novels. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, okay, actually, writing novels are a little bit harder than I thought. Let me try to write short stories. Mm-hmm. And short stories are hard, <laughs> but it helps to write a short story because, okay, yes, a novel and a short story is different, but you are learning, you're practicing your craft, really. Mm-hmm. You are practicing writing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, when you start with a novel, okay, that still is going to be different, but mm-hmm. you're practicing your writing mm-hmm. and you will develop. I think mm-hmm. the more that you practice, you will develop mm-hmm. your style. You'll develop all the teams. It, it, it will take patience because that's not going to be easy. Cause I mean, writing short stories is half the battle. Mm-hmm. Publishing the short story is the other half. Mm-hmm. When you have to publish your short story, it's like, you're going to face some rejections. Mm -hmm. you know you're writing novels you're gonna face rejections and that is something that you're gonna have to also deal with as a writer and you have to learn to okay yeah it still hurts (laughs) to get this thing you know even if they send you a really nice rejection it -hmm. still hurts that you know okay they didn't Mm -hmm. want the story Mm -hmm. so you have to like all right no problem Mm -hmm. i'm gonna either i'm gonna fix it If there's anything that i need to fix i'm gonna try somewhere else maybe it didn't work for that place because of this particular reason Mm -hmm. or whatever you know they had so many different stories and this one is just not working for them so you go on to the next place you you know it's not personal Mm -hmm. that's the first thing you have to remember it's not personal really um well unless it is but mostly it's not personal and then you know you move forward it Mm -hmm. it takes some time Mm -hmm. All of your writing, of course, is your body of work. All of your writing, whether you publish it or not. Mm-hmm. This is this is what you do. This is mm-hmm. what you have. This is who you are. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you think that's a takeaway from people who are, like, um, in anticipation of their work? Because, you know, like, when, um, like, you would see artists who have their fans, their supporters, and they're anticipating their work, and they keep on asking them. Do you think that's kind of, like, 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 how... Do you think um it would be um What like um, establishment? No, like if it would be overwhelming for them to to see okay, they have to reach that mark but I mean obviously it would be pressure for an artist for someone who well, wants yeah. to anticipate their work or do you think it would be annoying when they keep, um their supporters would
1: be asking them about it? <laughs> I, I, I don't think it would, well, it might be, but I don't think it would be really, because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you let me know that something is coming, then I'm anticipating it, then, you you know, you shouldn't be too annoyed if somebody
2: mm-hmm.
1: asks. But then some people, of course, would probably be asking you every day and that would, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think, yeah, it would probably give you some stress, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. Little pressure, mm-hmm. but it's also, I think, good to know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure it's good for any writer to know that, even before mm-hmm. you have something before something comes out that there are people out there just really excited <laughs> and can't wait to read it because i know that i enjoy like um you see a book sometimes you don't even know who the writer is but mm-hmm. they put up a a, a summary mm-hmm. and you see the summary and you're like oh my god i want to read this and they might even tweet at you know, they might send a message social media or something, so, so I'm sure that feels good mm-hmm. <laughs> to see somebody saying, oh yes, I can't wait to read what you have next. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and even the little, hey, you know, is it ready yet? <laughs> mm-hmm. and speaking, um, speaking of support,
0: do you have that support system
1: for your work? I think I do. <laughs> i don't want to ask because it's like okay i hope they're not too busy mm-hmm. <laughs> i hope you know i hope they won't be bothered mm-hmm. but i do have people that you know you you could ask it's like wait um if you could read this and just give me your opinion
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i think i have a relatively um good support system i have this one friend from secondary school mm-hmm. like he would read something and tell me hey listen you know i don't think this part is working here mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and it's really up to me now to sit down and like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. Because as a reader, as somebody who is not, you know, you're not a writer. This is not your field of expertise. Because, I mean, he, one friend even told me, I think it was the same friend told me um, that I had made a geographical error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I didn't even notice. I think I had, if it was a location was wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, it's good to have somebody who yeah. say, hey, listen, and you then, missed I, that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And, well, I see that you write um in the night.
1: Yeah. So tell well, me, so how is that? Like... That is nice. I like yeah. writing. In the night, it's nice because it's quiet. There's no distractions. In the yeah. day, you might have to go and run an errand. Yeah. You got to go to work. In the night, it's quiet. <laughs> you could sit down. You can you know, you switch off your TV. You sit down and you write. Or you could turn away from the TV because sometimes I like to have the noise in the background. Mm-hmm. I like quiet. writing. And it's cool. It's cool. (laughs) Yeah. You're not you're not sweating to that, Mm -hmm. trying to write a story. And
0: sometimes you get more ideas.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Of course, unless you're sleepy, (laughs) in which case anything is possible. You wake up the next day and you're like, "What did I write? (laughs) What is this?"
0: (laughs) But um, do you have like ideas that you write, um, and you like as you say, and what is this do you keep that line you say okay this part of this line is interesting i will keep this for a next time yeah 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 i
1: think yeah because um i would use my phone mm-hmm. and i would just write down because sometimes you're watching tv mm-hmm. and you see something and it's like hey this seems interesting i'll write a note here mm-hmm. or you're driving somewhere and you make a note you know Or you're at work. I have like scraps of paper thing. So I I try to hold on to these things because you never know how useful they would be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would um, work out like a whole short story idea
2: Mm
1: -hmm. of something that I'm reading. Because like, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm stuck and I don't Mm -hmm. know what to do next. And I go over these old notes and here's this thing Mm -hmm. that I discarded that, okay, actually this would work. Mm -hmm. Or I could use it in some whole new thing do you handwrite your stories or you type them um i type them there was one yeah. that i handwritten which was the mystery story mm-hmm. because my laptop is down. Mm-hmm. so i was like okay originally i used to handwrite them back when i was like in secondary school mm-hmm. when i was first mm-hmm. learning to write mm-hmm. and yeah first mm-hmm. i shouldn't say write, but really first when i was first learning to write stories really mm-hmm. i um you know you buy a notebook and you write a story in a notebook um and I would do, um, so now I've moved on to the computer, (laughs)
0: yeah,
1: so, you know, mostly
0: typing. I do my writing on, well, only the stories on paper, if I have to, like, if I would do poems, I'd probably do it on the laptop, but sometimes I would write it on and off, because sometimes, you know, with the laptop, it, your mind does go so fast with words so you want to write it down quickly as possible so you won't forget yes. Yeah.
1: yes oh yeah well yeah that's that's useful yeah whatever works for you really because yeah. there's some people I heard who will have the stories and then transcribe them mm-hmm. they will always do that they don't start off on the computer and really mm-hmm. it has to be what works for you
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I just do double work <laughs> um, yeah yeah so in terms of your Um, as you writing stories and all of these, I'm sure that you have manifestations in terms of wanting your work to expand um, but also, what do you want people to take away from your stories?
1: Uh, A a good time. (laughs) I want them to enjoy it. I really want them to enjoy it. You know, because I because I mean, what I write Mm -hmm. at least for the most part is what I write is what I want to read. So mm-hmm. I want to read a story. I um with afterlife. I wanted to read a story about a mummy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: an Egyptian mummy, because I loved Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. and <laughs> the mummy. Mm-hmm. And I really, you know, it's a movie I watch over and over and over again. And then I went through this whole thing where I went, I watched the original mummy movies um from like 1930s coming forward i was like i i want to try to write my own mommy story and that's how i eventually wrote afterlife so mostly mm-hmm. what i want them to take away is like okay cool this is also a story that i wanted to read mm-hmm. you know i want them mm-hmm. to yeah have a you know a, a good time that was <laughs> when I, that's I, the primary uh, focus uh, have a good time
0: that was like me when i messaged you about sakina i was so excited <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I'm <laughs> very glad to hear that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so yes, coming back to back into your manifest manifestations. Um yeah. you know, to even to like I mean obviously as in Trinidad, I mean sometimes yeah. it depends on whether if you have some a good support system or if you have family around who who is very into art and stuff of course they will give you that support but have some people who don't even have the support or resources but either yeah. way what advice would you give for writers who want their work out on the shelves or adapt adaptations and so on but something is like um something hanging, uh down uh, you know like their mindset or um you know like Something that will keep them moving to to make that um pursuit of wanting this to happen,
1: yeah. You have to because
0: you know, I always ask this question, and I'm like, you know, um, obviously, there's passion, there's persistence, and patience, yeah. but sometimes persistence is not always the uh, probably the term because I mean, yes, something in life happened, but you know. I mean, because gotcha. when uh, you look at it, writers from stories. I like to listen to writers' processes and how they go about compiling, publishing their work. And for tri- traditional publishing, obviously that takes fairly amount of time. I think, yes, uh, it does. yeah, um, it had. I think it was mentioned. Lee, she said that it took thirteen years to compile the information for her book and stuff. Um, because yeah. she didn't want the information. She didn't want to get the information wrong.
1: Yeah. It, it really is. It's tough. And I mean, as cliche as it is, yes, yeah. persistence is key, yes. or to say, you know, as we say, you had yeah. to have bad mind because <laughs> it's hard. It, yeah. it really is. Because yeah. yeah. if you don't have the support system mm-hmm. in the first place, mm-hmm. like, you know, my, my parents have been mm-hmm. supportive mm-hmm. and it's good that I have a job
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I can't say that I'm going to, I would be able to write so much if i did if i had to worry about like my next pay or whatever it is Mm -hmm. what that sounds so weird to say but yeah but you know you have a once you have the good support system it's easier but Mm -hmm. when you uh, kind of but when you don't have that Mm -hmm. you really have to It is, um... I think it's pretty cliche. You really have to kind of dig in and say, listen, this is what I want to do and no matter how long. Because, I mean, of course, when it comes to writing and publishing, there is no time limit yeah. to when, you know, mm-hmm. when you can get something published. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, like, writers in their 80s. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to tell yourself, listen, this is a thing that I want to do and I'm going to do it no matter what gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And that is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is hard. But, of course, giving up is also is also hard oh god if you had to <laughs> that, so you know you have to do what works for you you have to do what works for you
0: mm-hmm. also have you heard of self-publishing or
1: yes yes i am um, i had briefly and i still sometimes think about it i briefly heard about considered um mm-hmm. self-publishing a story mm-hmm. a novel mm-hmm. and then i was like oh, okay, I need, to research, I need to revise this novel anyway, so mm-hmm. I did your research on that. It's like, okay, this is kind of, this would give me, this is a lot of work that I would have to do myself, mm-hmm. and I still have to revise this novel. How am I going to do this? Break it up in small parts. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you have to, um, I think what I just decided was like, okay, I haven't finished a novel yet, mm-hmm. so I'm going to deal with that you know when i will cross that bridge yeah. when i meet it yeah. <laughs> whichever one works better and it really is whichever one works better because you know they the traditional publishing is hard mm-hmm. to get into oh god yeah especially
0: for the fact that you're living in we live in the caribbean yes yeah.
1: <laughs> yes yes it yes, yes. is it's hard because you know you have to hope that you know you you can either you attract somebody's attention in some way okay or that you get lucky in some way mm-hmm. and that's that, that that's that's you know let's let's be realistic if it's easier to be to get it self-published and hope that you know enough readers mm-hmm. take an interest mm-hmm.
0: and later you could if you're picking up if you're still looking for a um a traditional publisher house you know you have yeah. different things to you could pull back yeah you, you,
1: you know you could bring i'm hoping that they would be interested in what you know what you could bring to the table it's like all right see i've published this myself and people like it mm-hmm. but i don't know I, it really is when i mm-hmm. <laughs> when i have the um when i get to that bridge we'll see mm-hmm.
0: it's so much a different things because even myself i just i i just look for publishing houses but some of that like yeah. even to hear stories from it it is
1: yeah the steps the steps you know you have to get an agent and then the agent has to submit yeah and you have to hope that somebody agrees to take it and they don't tell your story because i I was listening to the um the the podcast with natalie so okay (laughs) that Mm -hmm. that's so that's a lot of work
0: and then they might like you because of your your ethnicity or your race
1: yes which is a problem yeah which is a problem Mm -hmm. i wish it wasn't a problem i know we all wish it wasn't a problem but here we
0: are in 2021
1: <laughs> no end mm-hmm. um
0: so i want to get into your co curricular activities from your blog uh. <laughs> <laughs> you said that you were um that you did karate that you wanted to yeah. you um pursuing to get your black belt but you say that you have that on a whole right i yeah. used to do taekwondo i think I wasn't an active participant, but I used to do it what from secondary, yeah. from primary school to secondary school. Yeah, Yeah. it wasn't that much consistent, but I did, I did remember some poses and stuff. But how did you yeah. make that consistent in your life for you at that time?
1: Well, it's a kind of, I went, <laughs> I went to sign up for swimming lessons. And while I signed up for the swimming lessons, mm-hmm. I walked into the gym area mm-hmm. and they had the karate class. I think they were doing the karate class at the same time. Something like that. And I met the instructor. This was Sensei Ian Sami. And he was teaching the class. And the next thing I knew, I was signed up for karate classes. <laughs> I think I went to find out the times. And the next thing I know, I was in karate class. But it was good because I should have started this when I was like... 12 or something when i was a child it was i really love karate i really love it mm-hmm. so it was not a problem in terms of the persistence to keep going because mm-hmm. ah yes karate class <laughs> you know i get to learn to do all these kicks and punches and whatever and as mm-hmm. somebody who has like male siblings mm-hmm. who i sometimes have to fight with <laughs> as a child you know it was exciting to learn mm-hmm. to fight properly I mm-hmm. it it's
0: some well, discipline too as well
1: yes it does i was saying like you know oh this helps me be a little calmer as a person because i I could get a little excitable (laughs) this helps me to be calm and i'm learning to do you know you you feel good doing karate it's so nice you know and especially when you do it properly oh i love 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 to see you know when you do the kata and how that looks so clean Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah but then of course pandemic (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean i i it, for convenience' sake, I couldn't continue, but mm-hmm. I am definitely going back as soon as, or as soon as I can work out something, because mm-hmm. that was that was a lot of fun Karate, mm-hmm. is, <laughs> Karate is a joy. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so I'm uh, moving on to the internal, uh, the internal part of it. Uh, yeah. So I know you have your eyes on K dramas and C dramas. Would you like yeah. to recommend some that? people might be interested in um yeah i have
1: um i'm not gonna remember actor names so well because i was very bad at googling them Mm -hmm. but like okay so for c dramas Mm -hmm. i really liked the eternal love series Mm -hmm. that that's a lot of fun um that one was good it's long because the episodes for some reason c dramas go on to like 70 episodes i think they passed the law recently to cut it uh, under 40 (laughs) but they go up to 70 like if you have netflix and stuff but you don't even need netflix because there's other things like viki you would see um and then sometimes they have them on youtube like 10
2: cents
1: yeah right so i watched like eternal love i watched ashes of love i watched um what's this next one love and redemption hmm, all of them have love in it um, oh, so and,
0: historical drama.
1: yeah all of these are historical dramas but mostly because with c dramas i like the historical dramas mm-hmm. more than the contemporary mm-hmm. ones well and then with the k-dramas the k-dramas kind of more contemporary so like things like um stronger bung soon that one is good Very mm-hmm. really like that one um uh Uh, i actually wrote it down wait let me see if i can remember this yes oh my prince that's a historical (laughs) drama kingdom is also a historical drama but that one has zombies in it it was scary i used to watch it at lunch (laughs) yes yes lunchtime in broad daylight that that was scary (laughs) but the story was so good you know um what else did i watch so that's like mostly that's mostly the k-dramas and Mm c-dramas i watch Oh, I'm trying to remember. But, I mean, naturally, just going through, you you know, a new one will come out, might interest you. Yeah, have
0: I seen Taxi?
1: Taxi, no. I, what? I, I started talking about
0: that on the timeline. I, see, I think it's a movie. Oh, uh, I, I Taxi?
1: Action. Oh, well, mm-hmm. check it out, because I love action. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> check it out.
0: I, normally, sometimes, I just forget, like, the name of the dramas that I watched because I don't know why yeah. I normally I just accustomed to memorizing it but I'm like why do I forget well, about it? I don't even remember like their face,
2: uh,
0: and then yeah, so it's so hard gonna, to remember. Yeah. Um. It, it's really yeah yeah. Um. So, I know that you're sliding pa- sliding into the <laughs> aspect of, uh, um, music. Mm-hmm. So, tell me, how did you mm-hmm. find, uh, um, how did you know about the aspect of, um, K-pop? K-pop. Well, well. How did you slide into that domain? Of course.
1: Yeah. Of course, originally, the first thing I think I heard was um, Gangnam Style.
0: Mm -hmm, (laughs) that was
1: years ago
2: that was years ago you
1: know okay it had that one big song and then you didn't hear anything about him again which Mm -hmm. was kind of (laughs) sad turns out he still has a career and it's going well Mm -hmm. and then um there was this movie ninja assassin
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and it stars rain Mm -hmm. whose name i don't know what his apparently he was in speed racer too oh he was in speed racer oh i didn't see speed racer so he was um I saw that, and I remember Googling him at the time, because I was like, okay, cool, I like Ninja Assassin, but who is this person? They like, said, oh, he's a South Korean pop star. But the problem was, I think at the time, the only thing that I found about him, I didn't even find the music, which was ridiculous. The only thing I found was an article talking about um, his military service. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and I let it go. And then some years, I just now, of course, I'm on Twitter, I'm active on Twitter, and I'm following... I'm <laughs> um, following this person goes by Stitch and um they're into K pop mm-hmm. and they're into um like like K hip Hop and stuff. Yeah. And they had um I think they had posted about them. They had posted about them from time to time. I had seen a paper magazine and I'm saying them, but they had posted about BTS. Yeah. and i had seen there was a paper magazine spread and Mm -hmm. i saw that but i didn't really take it on one day on youtube just kind of bored all right let me just google bts and of course you know how that happens you google bts to find out what their names are and the next thing you know it's like months later (laughs) and you know all the songs Mm -hmm. and you have um you know you're listening to the listening to the music you know all the songs you could watch all the compilation videos on youtube so that's how I ended up here. For mm-hmm. the most part, I don't I, I listen mostly to BTS, but I have listened to um Jessie. Yeah, she does right. I, um well, I played one of her songs so much. <laughs> I did um also I did listen to Blackpink mm-hmm. and um a handful of others. Like mostly what I do nowadays is if a new song comes out, I listen mm-hmm. to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or if BTS recommend something, I give it a listen. If I like it, all right, cool. This person mm-hmm. will now be added to the list of people I listen to.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you so I I'm
1: you kind know. of restricted mostly to BTS. You
0: know about mm-hmm. Epic Eye? I mean, <laughs> I Epic mean, Eye. Epic Eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, Because of the same. Because of the same. Well, of course, because of BTS. I don't know,
0: Actually, I didn't even know about that. Like the guy who. Uh, his name Tablo. I thought he was a yeah. motivational speaker because I used to find videos about him tweeted <laughs> oh, no, Yeah. <laughs> no, not on Twitter on YouTube. I find him and um oh. only on Twitter when I came on Twitter and they were talking about him on um Twitter, now, and they were talking yeah. about him. And I was like, um, apparently he has a like, oh, uh uh interaction with BTS or something. So they did like, a yeah. collab or something. And I was like, oh okay, I didn't even really know that. But um, I like his, I think the album, The Path One. I, I can't remember the name of the album, but Lesson Zero. I really like Lesson Zero. Ah, uh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I've only listened to a few Epic High songs. Mm-hmm. I was Telling That's myself amazing. just the other day, I was like, okay, you know, I should actually go and listen to more of these songs mm-hmm. because I do like the ones that I've heard. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they had this whole new album just the other day. Mm-hmm. So I need to listen to everything that I've heard and you know it was cool (laughs) it was interesting to like i think i know at least because of the whole the way that everything the information is out on twitter i know some of like his backstory before i know the um before i know the music but you know i i really need to get into like more of their music (laughs) because it is it's like i could vibe to this i like this and then of course there was um i know i'm gonna pronounce this wrong ian Eee
0: Yun. DBR Ian. Yeah. 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 Because he has an album. Yeah. He has um, fragile. He has nice music I recently found. It yeah. Apparently, That's he... my album. Loved it. Um, <laughs> apparently there's a DBR kinda movement. Uh yeah. I think they say um they were saying that they are independent artists, so they have live and some mm-hmm. other person.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. They have a song named So Beautiful, it's so nice.
1: Uh, yeah. i'll
0: check it out then. That's, um, so well that concludes it our um <coughs> interview and i want to yeah. say thank you for allowing me to ask you these questions um yeah. thanks for coming on um is there anything you would like to add before you leave
1: um well first of all uh thank you for <laughs> thank you for having me i hope i gave you um, useful information and it's not full of pauses and all of this other thing. Okay. Uh, uh, did I have anything that I wanted else to say? Um, I think I wrote a note. Uh, just um, with writing, if it's something that you want to do
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you really want to pursue it, um, yeah, you should definitely go for it. If, it's, if you want to try the... Um, bachelor's or master's because you don't I don't think you need a do you need a bachelor's but um, if you want to do the master's the MFA you could do it mm-hmm. the good thing about the good thing about uh, Trinidad is that you know with the gift program it could cut in half the cost <laughs> of these things and I mean it's not it's about like six thousand dollars a semester but if you want to do it you know and if you it helps to have the workshops on all of these things mm-hmm. um, but if you don't want to go that route of course the Bokas Literary Festival mm-hmm. you know about Bokas of course yes. right they have their um they have workshops every they have been announcing them I got some emails um so they'll have like you know for any writer really mm-hmm. <laughs> you know anybody wants to practice writing they have their workshops on and they have writers who would give good advice like uh, Dr. Barbara Lala and um it's really i well for me personally i love reading stories from caribbean writers Mm -hmm. i I love (laughs) i love seeing our culture in it you know it's it's the whole uh when we started doing literature um they would western literature in particular they talk about the caribbean writers trinidad writers Mm -hmm. they originally wanted to create a body of work for Mm -hmm. and you know and capture what our society is like, and our people and our culture in literature, they wanted to create something for the successive generations. And I'm like, okay, as somebody who has benefited from that, I would like to see that continue. Mm-hmm. So I would like, to, I would love to see more writers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you have that story there, dust it off, get it published. Mm-hmm. You know, send it out to beta readers, get somebody, you know, because it's good to have, as much as it's good to have our music and carnival and all these things, we also need to have our literature because it helps us to understand ourselves to see ourselves and to understand that you know <laughs> we are you know we have our existence is very valid as people mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have to look always to others
2: mm-hmm.
1: to validate our existence so that's that's my advice <laughs> mm-hmm. yes thanks so again thank you very much for having me mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Before i wrap up i just want to thank um shana again for allowing me to interview her and yeah so i hope you guys were able to take something out of shana's bts journey or something like that and yeah i shall see you guys in the next one bye